0: Two, one. Oh, yes.
1: you can sing the theme song. Doopy, doopy, doopy. That was <laughs> it. Super you got fan.
2: it. <laughs> I wrote that I wrote that like 5 years ago and I was looking for a theme song and I literally didn't want to write a new one. I wanted yeah. before I posted the episode. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just throw this on totally intending to do something else like down the line." And it's now no. 52 episodes in and 52 it's episodes of placeholder. Still, still that <laughs> shitty. <I> think, <laughs> shitty like Casio preset mm-hmm. theme song.
0: Um welcome, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> Oh, back to Heat Seeking <laughs> Panther, three cubs in the den this time. A very special returning guest,
2: Lex Friedman. Hello. Welcome. Uh, pre- how does it feel to be in the in the den? Physically finally? here.
1: I'm. I mean, how serendipitous that I was in town right when Kickass came up. Yeah.
0: This is true. Yeah, the, you had requested this back when uh, you had previously guested on our Con Air episode, and just happened to be here from New York. Feels great feels like
2: kismet
1: although i brought the new york uh weather here with me yeah you pick
2: like the y'all. worst time to come back to LA. yeah um, <laughs>
0: this weather is something that is not kick-ass i think we can all agree <laughs> uh, well lex you <laughs> you have a bone to pick i first. do i have a bone to you, pick with you th- um bring it up lay okay. it La- lay it on us all
1: right i feel and as you know i'm a huge fan i love you guys I respect your opinions, yes. but you really did *Gone in 60 Seconds* a horrible disservice by dismissing it out of hand. The whole—I feel like you talked about the movie for like 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, and to then went on to do star <laughs> charts.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember any of my opinions about it, so uh, nobody you, had any, right? <laughs> well, what's your opinion? On yeah, that?
1: I love that movie. Um, I think it's probably like the first heist movie that I really watched so it introduced me to the genre and I, that probably has a lot to do with it probably a whole generation of people like you I don't think? know we were like young teenagers when it sure. came out
2: I mean I remember seeing it in the theater and being impressed with it then but I can't tell you why and maybe it was just because it was fast cars and shit blowing up and that's fine yeah. I, I just don't know that I think since then I've seen so many other movies mm-hmm. similar to it that you know, I'm now as opposed to being a young teenager when I saw it. Now I'm a jaded adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely fond of. It was one of those movies that made me want to like smoke cigarettes while I watched it. Oh wow! And uh, the soundtrack's really fun.
0: What's on the soundtrack?
1: Uh, low rider.
0: Okay. Oh, right. And
1: you've got, there's a, there's a Got Caught Stealing, I think was like the last Mm -hmm. song, which is a little on the nose, but they have that DMX song. Oh, When they steal that car (laughs) and there's a snake in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm going from having absolutely no feelings or emotions about it, or even really memories to having a vague, fond feeling.
1: I I think that's a, it's a fondness. I have a fondness for it. And there's like a very like charming, uh, you know, romantic scene when they're sitting uh, in the car and he's seducing her with Right, when they're out, outside of right, the house
0: right. of those people for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she's like,
1: good line. Doesn't work on a lot
0: of girls, though. I don't know. Right. She's like, "Like, let me put it in to, let me adjust my gear shift something, to your crankshaft or, like or something. like that,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. Hot. I mean, here's the thing: if someone was like, "Do you want to watch Gone in 60 Seconds?" I wouldn't say. I would say yes, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. I I, feel. I feel better, especially
0: now. Especially now that I feel like I need to reevaluate it. Although I. I think I would probably come out feeling the same, that it's like perfectly fine.
1: Oh, it's so, and it's so, there's there's like, ah, when he's like, he like, the car, he's like jumping a van with the car on the highway and it's like the unicorn leaps over and the music is like, ah, I don't know. I thought they were having fun with it. And so, yeah, fun watching yeah,
0: it. it's good. It, it's kind of, it has that like kind of post-Tarantino, like late nineties kind of like, cool in quotes kind mm-hmm. of feel like all the colors are like a little or a lot saturated. Like there's a lot of like fast zooms in onto like objects and hands doing things. And like, you know, there's in and, and the editing is very like fast and like lots of one liners yeah. and stuff. I think within that genre, um, which I feel like I was watching around the time that I watched that a bunch of stuff like that, like, it was uh, like
1: a Guy Ritchie stuff was coming out,
0: right? Right? Those yeah, happens. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or I'm thinking of like California with a K, that like Brad Pitt movie, or uh, there was there was a lot of movies about uh, about heists that kind of like post Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and uh, that that one kind of. I don't think it, like, tickled me as much
2: as I wanted it to. But I also don't care about cars, really. Mm. So um, I also don't care about cars.
1: Nor I. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, it's good to know that's not a prerequisite yeah. for enjoying the movie, at no. least.
0: Um, I do care about Angelina Jolie yes. and Nicolas Cage's smoke and chemistry. And I think, did she have dreads in that movie? <laughs> she, she, yeah. Blessed, yeah. she had exactly like good.
2: bleach blonde dreads. dreads yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that and Hackers are like when you think, well, when I uh, think so yeah, of Angelina, yeah. I think of that phase of Angelina. Now okay. that, Girl Interrupted
1: is like, oh, it was when I was introduced. Girl in- in- Interrupted, she's the
0: so good in Girl Interrupted. Oh, yeah. well, people forget. For that. People forget that Angelina can actually like act and that's the movie. I feel like there's some through line from that to Chloe Grace Moretz in
2: this movie. Um, Do you or were you just looking for a segue?
0: I, I wasn't.
2: I mean, it's not
0: a good segue, <laughs> but um, I think... I, I don't even know if I want to get there yet, but I, in terms of like an actress who is... Uh, extremely conventionally attractive. um, But in, and I'm saying that of Chloe Grace Moretz now, not as a child, but like clearly, you know, she's a really cute kid in this. And, but be somebody being super young, a young, like beautiful girl um, who I does like a knockout performance, like really early in their career. And then I think, uh, maybe gets overlooked or kind of shelved to the side. Because I forgot what, like Lex and I watched this last night and I, I didn't know that the girl in this movie was the actress who is Chloe Grace Moretz. who's just like right. a name of like a young blonde actress who I know about. Yeah. But I d- hadn't connected that person to this performance, which I think is the like knockout performance yeah. mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah.
2: Well, I think in a lot of ways she's the saving grace of the movie.
0: She's the, I think the best part of it for sure. Rather than segue there, let's let's go more broad. And uh, had you guys seen this before? No. You hadn't seen this? Oh. You'd seen it.
1: I did. Uh, when Kick-Ass came out, I was saying right before we started watching it, before we said not to talk about it anymore, Yeah, um, that what I remember about Kick-Ass, I saw it in the theater. Um, with my boyfriend at the time, which sort of puts it, I'm like, okay, that's the, the era in space and time that we yeah. were, um, but I, I remember being really excited about it because Nicolas Cage was in it and because it looked like a grown up superhero movie. Right.
0: Which was still a novel thing in like yeah, yeah. 2010.
1: And, uh, so, it, but I didn't remember much about the movie itself beyond like that I was excited to see it and that I had a good time. Uh
0: huh. I didn't see it in theaters, but I do remember seeing. It. I remember being also not being like a hardcore like superhero person. Everything about it seemed like something I was like that could be cool. I like movies that, or especially at this age in my life, I liked movies with, that subverted some sort of child childish thing with like more like violence or bad words or whatever. You know the the. Um, like death to Smoochie or something, something that mm-hmm. ch- that takes. I mean, this this takes uh, the trope and, and subverts it, and uh, and I think at this point I'm kind of jaded by uh, uh, that in some parts, in some ways because of movies like this that I feel like get, I feel like it gets there, but kind of halfway.
2: Yeah, it seems. And again, I, I don't remember the climate of the time that the movie came out, so I don't really know how to speak about this, but it feels to me like it, it kind of half-assed it. No pun yeah. intended. <laughs> Like, I mean, I know that there's some, you know, I, I, I guess it was really controversial when it came out. I right. I, I don't remember, yeah. like, a lot of the media backlash, but a lot of people really took issue. Apparently, they took issue with her, with a 12-year-old girl saying cunt and not with a 12-year-old girl killing, like, 50 people. Yeah, yeah. Geez. So, I, I don't know. Right. Like, I mean, that just says something about American, uh, more, you know, like, puritanical, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, um Uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it seems now like quaint almost, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it was the one or part of that group uh, of that time period that like pushed the envelope, but now seeing it like 10 years later, it seems almost kind of like, oh, that's cute that they, Mm -hmm. that they did that. Well, it came out the same year as
0: super, which you've seen, I did, but I haven't seen with that. I don't want to
1: spoil what I found so remarkable about it, but I I haven't seen it in a while. (laughs) But it's so, I don't know. That's a really good, but that's very different because this movie is like, I was trying, even wrote down like what, what about this movie like makes it adult Mm -hmm. because it's about kids really. Right. It's like they curse. Right. He jerks off. He does. um, And they but like that, but that's like American Pie, basically.
0: Yeah, like yeah. That, and, that. The,
1: and the and the bad guys are dealing with cocaine. Like that's maybe, and then other than that,
0: right. So that's yeah. like one, one would say, yeah. one would think that that I guess on um, a level is adult. But I think like especially now, it uh, like post like Super Bad, and which I think must have come out around the same time as this, and
1: because of a mince. What's his
0: name? Christopher mintz oh, plass
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: I think that what we think of as movies for teenagers or kids are like have gotten, I think, cruder. Or we've just accepted that that is like more the way that... Yeah. Kids are and accepted that into media more.
2: Right. Well, the, and there was even a weird flip that happened. I, I don't know when they started this whole like MCU. I feel like it was around this time, right?
1: But yeah, like, I think this, be, was this, was this was around was, the
0: Avengers, right? The, was this is this was pre I'm that actually. putting it in like
1: between the second and third Nolan Batmans. Is that possible? Th- that or makes do sense. You, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. So like
1: gritty superhero Right. It was maybe like de But it's weird because
2: it's now flipped where like superhero movies are made for adults (laughs) and kids movies are crude and gross. Right. And I mean, there was always an element of that, I guess, but I feel like it's just gotten so much more. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to even,
0: I think, get into the like mindset of 2010 with, especially uh, again, being outside of. Uh, superhero fandom, really. Uh, The Avengers movie came out in 2012. So this was obviously like post the Sam Raimi Raimi Spider-Man, Spider-Man and (laughs) um, (laughs)
2: Spider-Man's I think is actually the right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And post uh, uh, at least one of the Iron Man's. I, yeah. So superhero culture, comic book culture. And I think what would have been called nerd culture was on the ascendant and becoming Mm -hmm. just pop culture, the greater pop culture. And this felt novel. I think maybe just, it wasn't novel enough. I think my, Mm -hmm. so I was, I've been thinking about it like, cause I agree, like it, it felt half ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and so what about it doesn't get there? And, and what I decided was that like, I think the first act does get there i i going back into this and watching it i was like really charmed by um i felt like the control of the tone was really good the way the camera moves and is orchestrated which is very very like stylized with like underscore and the the lighting everything feels in concert with this like um we're not this is not reality like photorealistic re- reality mm-hmm. this is still a heightened like comic book kind of w- reality but it's commenting on comic books and it and that's not a that's not an easy tone to hit and not be obnoxiously meta and i think it gets there i think in part f- from the pacing of you know we see dave dave lazowski deciding that he's you know okay why hasn't anybody been a superhero why not be it and all the like the the points of of that all clicking with him him getting the suit him like going trying to stop the mugging and they, getting his ass handed yeah you know? and they fucking yeah. they stab him and that felt like to me that hit the the note that was kind of like promised by this which is like um, okay, we're why why hasn't anybody done a superhero thing? We're gonna do the superhero thing and uh, cinematically treat it like it's going to be um, like you're getting a Spider-Man movie. So the the camera is soaring around, the music is super triumphant and stuff. But it's like no, if you do this in the quote like real world, there are super consequences you get like you get fucked up and die probably like and even that opening scene is great where the dude on top of the building with the wings and there's the voiceover and he falls and falls into the car and it's like i mean it's not Mm -hmm. subtle It, it communicates the viewpoint i think of the movie really well and what i where it starts to go off the rails is like around like halfway through just when the actual story kicks in where, yeah. where there needs to actually then be some like business beyond mm-hmm. just what if, you know, what if somebody tried to be a superhero in the real world and part like, of, and part of why it gets fucked up is they l- lose control of the tone of like, just slightly heightened reality into just straight up comic book reality. Yeah, like where at the end he's flying around with a jetpack, shooting guys with guns, and then it's not you're not oh. subverting anything anymore, or at least you're not subverting it with any sort of with any teeth. And this is, I should say, like a movie that is based on a comic book and was actually I read like optioned before the before first issue yeah. came yeah. out and then sort of done in tandem. Just
1: like how in the movie a superhero would appear and then their comic book would be coming out.
0: Right. Right, right. And and so it's sort of, it it, it feels like, it is like that because it feels like it's going to be commenting on this thing, but by halfway through it just is the thing.
1: Well, one of the first notes I have is, uh, who's this for? and i think whack off warehouse is probably when i was cuz i was like oh it feels like it's for grown ups or cynics or whatever and then they use american pie language and i'm like wait who's this movie for and i guess if if it was like a forerunner of like what's happening now like they weren't figuring it out but a lot of the things that you mentioned that like don't work I think come from the script and the things that do work come from like all of the other people working on it I yeah. think that's true. Well and yeah. especially and
2: Dave this kind of goes to what you were saying about how there's a there's a switch and it becomes less interesting when it becomes the thing it's trying to subvert. Right. I wanted this is maybe the rare like superhero movie where I wanted a whole movie of just the origin, origin story.
0: I thought that Like too. I
2: wanted an hour and a half of him just getting his ass kicked and yes. trying to figure out how to be a superhero. Yeah. Because then once he puts a jetpack on, then you're just kind of like, okay, so this is just a move this is just a superhero movie. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wanted the and movie all-
0: that was that, and then at the end he gets killed or something. You know, that's if well, if, if, if you truly want to subvert it.
1: The movie for you. I don't not okay. that anyone gets killed, but it it's that thing that we as adults want where you're like just go all the way it's fucking bleak and grim when someone who's like mentally ill wants to do like that's how that guy in the first scene of kick-ass like it's a very throwaway line he's like oh that's not me that's some guy in like bolivia with mental health issues and then like that's then like cut to like the beginning of the actual beginning of the movie and it's like well people who do this like are ill and like that's more interesting to me than yes like hooray a jetpack.
0: You know. I, I I wish now I'd seen Super before this because um, w- the movie that I was going to draw a comparison to sounds kind of similar is, did you guys see Observe and Report?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
0: yeah. that was more the tone that I wanted where, which is that same thing of like, you know, uh, uh, somebody who decides to go for vigilante justice because they're... Uh, d- disgruntled white man and they feel like they need to they they need to take some sort of like you know violent masculine control of of the world into their hands by and uh then the reality of things like undercuts it and it's like super sad it's like funny but also Mm -hmm. super sad and i felt like this movie it's undone not just by embracing the like super fantastical elements of comic book reality but it gets like really serious but not with any depth or the depth that comes through comes from the performers the per- the performances and everything be- besides the script yeah like I DP, think you said
1: the choreography yeah because the, I mean yeah the choreography
2: direction. is 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 really great. good great like the fight scenes are legitimately good Fight yeah. scenes, are It's fun like the
1: first time where i'm like i actually could stand for some more third act yeah.
0: cgi fight right i well the the or one something. issue that i had that i have with most uh action movies now is just the editing the editing was super hyper like all over the place for for the fight scenes and but that didn't get in the way of to watch the choreography especially of those two scene the scene with the scene cage, in the warehouse cage coming yeah. into the warehouse and the scene with uh Chloe Grace Moretz coming into hit the girl. hit girl going into the uh I don't know the well, gangster like d- high, rise. high rise yeah yeah, and yeah well murking all those dudes
1: is that <laughs> that fight is incredible and I have a lot to say about it I guess when we start to get there but I, when they gave her the climax of the movie and I wonder you know how much this movie is sort of her movie in a lot of ways like we follow ultimately like her it's like her, the resolution of it is all like what happens to her so it's like her anything, emotional arc Right, so that sort of, like, confusion on the part of the writer isn't why we don't get more of what we want from the from the kick-ass characters because, like, they're sort of like, this is actually more interesting, this yeah. little girl doing this, like, her... It, it does,
0: you know, so it, yeah, because it, there's sort of the three stories. There's there's Hit Girl and Big Daddy's story, there's Kick-Ass's story, and then there's uh, Christopher Mintz Pla's uh
2: <laughs> red, red red mist, mist is such a good name yeah too. it's super good <laughs> but what there's a, the,
0: those stories and i think yeah it's revealed throughout the movie that hit girl's story is the most interesting and that kick-ass is kind of just a way to get there like a, a, a
1: yeah he's hit, the, what horatio he tells the story it,
0: yeah but his his story is actually like not very good at all
1: no,
0: I also I read. That- he's,
2: he's just like a he's just a teenage nerd that reads comic books.
1: I guess well, like. All
0: in- but I I read that in the. In the comic, he doesn't actually get the girl. I don't I don't know the details because I haven't read it. That's but that's she's
1: That moment. Yeah, that, that's that, the that's one like thing where you're that just that like, I think fuck?
2: is like the turning point of the movie yeah, where, where I started to not be on board goes with it. From right? like yeah. fantasy when you're just like, hold what? on. What? But and then like, also there was a thing too in in the actual cinematography that happened, it did a really good job in the beginning. Again, I think it was post this scene where it started to turn, was it was shot like a comic book. Mm-hmm and the, at the beginning of the movie and then it just turned into like by the end the scene it was just like you were saying they were just editing just, it like uh, it was just uh, yeah. like some random movie just fight an action, scene action I mean it was still good movie. it was still better than average mm-hmm. but it was I could feel a, a definite shift in like the shooting and editing that like turned uh, it I
1: guess I should say before we dig deeper, like I liked watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I had a good time watching it. Like it does have flaws, but as far as like movies go and I maybe like latter day cage movies, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of the ones on either side of the- I saw Port of Call, but like, but uh, I liked it. Like I still liked it. I probably liked it more at the time. It was unusual to have like a young girl kicking ass like that to me. Like, so that was... That was fun. And I had fun yesterday watching it again.
0: I, I think overall I started having a lot of fun and there was a point where I felt like they could have like shaved 30 minutes off of it and either lightened the tone um, and, or kept the tone uh, as like zippy and light as it started out being or, mm. or uh, going full dark with it. And instead, it just felt like there's a lot of like story business for us to get to, where like, you know, by the time that uh, Big Daddy dies, it that to me felt like we were coming to like uh, some sort of story conclusion, and then it's like, well, of course not. We have to, you know, the good guys have to come out on top, and there has to be some sort of resolution, and that's going to take place over like another thirty minutes, forty minutes of like showdown fighting and and there through that shift there there or through that that process there was a point prob- yeah maybe around where he gets the girl where all the things that felt genuinely fun started to feel like someone being like we're having fun aren't we you know isn't this crazy like we're using a bazooka a bazooka isn't that over the top I'm and hesitant. wild and and you're just and so, I, I was just kind of like deadened by it
1: yeah i'm hesitant to Gender stuff, but like uh, by the end there, I was like, okay, this is like a bunch of dudes. Like, like what if there's a jetpack with machine guns on it and a bazooka? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, now it's like a boy movie, right? Trying to be a girl movie because there's a lot of the girl powery things. But like when it comes down to like gender politics, they like kind of, I don't know. Like, but the like script uh, to me, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you I know? was just gonna say,
2: just give me a hit girl movie. Yeah, yeah. like seriously, yeah. like yeah. it, it should have just been a hit girl. Sh- movie. Just give me a hit girl yeah, movie. Sure. Like
1: I don't. And that's the thing I remember about it all these years sure. later is the hit girl stuff, not and, the kick-ass stuff. Yeah.
0: And those are the moments that – there were two moments that I was actually like, oh, that's iconic. That part where she comes in and she says, cunts. I forget the actual line, but that that is – you're like, oh, shit. And uh, I don't when
1: know. When she refills the – In midair, that's that's super cool. cool cool. Yes, awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I, that also gave me some like, that sparked the pleasure center in my brain. Cause and that and that is exactly I think the kind of thing that they were going for throughout that whole scene where the excess and the ludicrous, like, heightenedness of it is supposed... To, you're supposed to be on board with, like, yes, mm-hmm. this is so excessive at this point that we don't care that we are out of the the other tone and we're just in full superhero mode. But it's just, it, like...
1: It was more it, successful with her than it was with him. Yeah, yeah.
0: because the the ridiculousness of a little girl... Uh, killing a bunch of dudes still kind of plays. And
1: them cowering in the corner. Right. In the other that, room that's from her funny. And it's really fun.
0: Whereas he doesn't feel like a geek anymore. Also, he's like clearly like ripped, and and like, he also you know, he
1: doesn't have nerve endings, so he's not so it doesn't hurt him really. Right. That's stuff his stuff
2: superpower. Right I guess. But also the other weird thing about that is that you'd have to undergo like months of physical therapy to even oh, start yeah, walking a, again, a lot yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just cast. up and like but, fighting, and he's like, oh, now I got a metal skeleton. Yeah. I can now take I'm better. I'm better than
1: before. A lot of like practical things, where I'm like, he doesn't recognize Red Mist. He's just wearing like a weird I know. mask. Like clearly, yeah. guy you go and to he's school and he's got some with.
2: like emo haircut, and suddenly you don't recognize. It. I mean, yeah, and and, and, and that's wig. what I think is like they were towing the line between it being a real quote unquote right. real superhero in the quote unquote real world, and then just throwing away all the stuff that didn't that that they just didn't want to take time to like I explain thought, or sit with.
1: Yeah, all of the bad guy stuff seemed like an afterthought, like I didn't care about it. It felt like the screenwriter didn't care about it either. It was all very general, like the, I'm going to be in trouble in Brooklyn if they have all my coke, like, and this, you know, this is the big bad, I guess. And uh, it just seemed like an afterthought.
0: Wait. So going to th- two things, I, I'm going to read this, and I don't really know how to feel about this or place this, but it, it just, you were talking about uh, gendered, the, the, it feeling like a boy movie at the end. And so this is the comic book writer talking about the the screenwriters. Cause the, so the comic book writer was making the comic book at the same time as they were doing this, and they had kind of talked about where the stories were going to go. But kind of like Game of Thrones, they both kind of just went in their own directions. And Miller, the comic writer, said that... Which scr- Miller? I don't know. Not one of the... Not not n- not like not Franker. one well, not a famous Miller. Miller said that the screenwriters Goldman and Vaughn had made a quote chick flick, having placed more emphasis on the character's emotions and particularly and having softened the character of Katie and you know basically having him get the girl. And that's all it says that's about that. But I I, I, I think it's interesting that, it's that
1: so it's so out of touch with the female idea to soften her in a way that lets her forgive him for those horrible things seems like a like a
0: A masculine like some outsider's
1: perspective of how how like some uh, like a person any person of any gender but particularly a woman would
0: respond yeah well she's not a character at all like it's clear it's clearly like a male fantasy so it's funny that that actress did
2: a good job
1: with what they gave her yeah she was good
2: and I think in general the whole cast like I Hmm. it's it's hard for me to get into teen movies mainly because of the cast I think I mean well once you get past like the asinine writing of most of it it's like most of the actors are like, you're 35 years old playing <laughs> a teenager or you're just bad at acting. Right. But I think that this this is a really well cast like ensemble. Well, like, all the his different.
1: two friends are both now successful in their own. Yeah. Right? Evan, One Peters is, is yeah the Evan Peters is the man. I love him. Yeah. And that other guy who is on The Office and he was in he's on I'm Dying Up Here, which is a really stupid name for a really good show. Yeah.
2: Oh. yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I. Recognize oh yeah, the that dude guy. from Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. And
1: um, I wondered how much improvising they allowed the actors because it felt like there were like lines. Like I guess he's like a he, Hot Tub Time Machine guy. I forget yeah. his name. Uh, but, yeah, like, I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. But like I like I feel like he had and and Mintz Platt's also like seemed to come up with their own little you asides so? and then the big bad like sort of low rent Christopher Malone. <laughs> What's his? Who is he? Yeah, like,
0: he he was good though
1: that um, actor from SVU and what? Yeah, I don't Latin know American Summer.
2: Chris- yeah, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's also, I felt like the villain was like a low rank Christopher Maloney. <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't like his performance until he was actually fighting with Hit Girl at the end and he didn't like stick it up. Yeah, with the girl, and I was like, respect that, because like I feel the instinct is to do like the home alone, like ooh, I'm uh-huh. fighting a kid, and he didn't do that.
2: No, he,
0: no, he, he. Uh,
1: uh, sorry to interrupt, her. Dave,
2: but uh, Mark D'Amico or Frank D'Amico, his name is the actor's name is Mark Strong, and Clark Duke is the guy from Clark Duke. from, Clark from Hot Tub Time Machine, yeah. yeah.
1: And then I guess there was that one other girl that like sort of just showed up suddenly oh and yeah to,
2: to make out with
1: clerk and i guess she was the girl from the beginning who was friends with katie but like like the second time she showed up in a group scene i'm like wait what happened and then she like her one line is like why else am i here and i'm like i just don't i just don't, get yeah, like I don't know why now, you're here so at all i don't know how chick flicky it is
0: but <laughs> speaking of the acting uh how did you guys feel about cage's performance
2: i feel like it was substandard cage really But it was good. It was good. It it was what the movie, like, needed. Like I think that's a rare
0: thing to say for Cage. um, I know. I know it is when you're criticizing a a performance of his that he.
2: (laughs) But I think Cage going Cage in this movie would have just not. Mm -hmm. It's just not because he had an
1: opportunity and took it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt there were like three distinct, different characters he was playing. There was this sort of patronizing way that he spoke to his daughter, mm-hmm. which was, like, charming, but, like, there's this one voice and manner that he had with her. And Cage then there- is
2: notoriously bad for, like, emotionally connecting with, uh, like, actors that are supposed to be his children in movies, yeah. I've found. Yeah, or, I, or a significant I, other. I, I
1: thought there was... I even wrote something down. I'll see if I can find it. But it seemed like... Oh, he sort of... When he treats her like an adult it's it's a good use for him and his abilities to like mm. like have that kind of relationship and then there's the one there's the character he has with marcus where he is like introspective and brooding and then there's this very weird stilted superhero <laughs> voice that yeah. he put on was he doing like william shatner like uh, what was that voice oh, maybe like, oh
2: maybe. oh wait who was the dude the, no the guy the uh oh my God, the dude that played the original Batman,
0: oh, uh, Adam, West. Adam West. Was oh, he me. doing an Adam, he Adam West? I think he was. Yeah. I think he definitely was. That's
2: yeah. Which itself is a sort of parody
0: of... Right.
2: <laughs> Which is, I mean, I guess, you know, if Christian Bale could like... On Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like, I guess Cage can I think, do but, whatever. I think Cage's voice was voice. as
0: ridiculous as the Christian yeah, Bale Batman we voice. We
1: didn't know enough about whatever his actual name is. To know why he would choose that for Big Dad, there's like a lot of different right. plots going on. We didn't get to like really know anything about him, so like it's like he. Pro- it, as, I just imagine him being like, "This is what I don't, what what's the character's name? Mindy's dad." I don't uh, even. Remember. But like, he I can see be like, "This uh, is how he would be a superhero." Yeah. But like, we're not privy to that backstory. Right. But right. It seems like yeah. a choice. It, it's
0: definitely know. a choice. I mean, Cage it, makes big actorly choices with his voice. I mean, even the, in Porto Call, New Orleans, we yeah. he, he goes. There's an unexplained but clear shift from one voice to another, and like, yeah, I. I
2: it's, he, re, he really let the hog loose in that
1: one. Well, he <laughs> goes full cage when he's burning alive. Yeah, that,
2: I loved that performance. <laughs> I, I honestly, like,
0: I really liked this cage performance. I uh,
1: Take cover, child.
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved that, too. And <laughs> it's even funnier that it's, like, clearly CGI fire, too, in, like, at least one of the, the, the like, wide-angle shot. It's And
2: he's just sitting in the chair just going, ah!
1: He's screaming unintelligibly. Um, <laughs> yeah, there there
2: was some CGI blood in this too that I was like not. Yeah, about. it's really
0: silly. I re- I really enjoyed his performance. I think this. I will fit- say his, like,
2: his he- he- yeah. yeah his he- his, his like wardrobe yeah. and his so like the, the whole like handlebar mustache with like the glasses and the cardigan <laughs> and like the right. weird like corduroys. Like he, I I enjoyed his physicality and his like mm-hmm. wardrobe choices as. To basically look like a sh- like a, yeah. librarian Right. When he like wasn't in costume,
1: which is like wh- why like he's next cop, so that's just like his father. Costume? Yeah, that's like, just like that's his dad, dad outfit. Look. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because he loses that physicality
2: when he becomes uh Big Daddy. Um, he, he's finally a movie that uh, gives Cage a name that I call him in private. <laughs> 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 he's like. I, yeah, I I thought this fit in with uh,
0: the I think the other the other I think great cage roles or a lot of the great cage roles where the having him in a universe that is heightened just works where it doesn't call attention to uh, the ways that he is ridiculous. Although and
2: maybe that's why I think that it that it was. Like, I, it obviously was a good performance. I don't want to make it, it sound like I didn't enjoy too, it, but like, it was just, it seemed like either they cut a bunch of Cage's mm. stuff out of the movie or he was being constantly, like, you know, subdued by the director or someone. I because I feel, feel like he wanted, I saw him wanting to go further and yeah, he just I, never did except for the scene where he was on fire. not enough
1: Cage in right. it. Like right. that was one of the things it, that excited me about it when mm-hmm. it was coming out and it, he's sort of like... He's
0: a secondary character after, in some
1: way. Yeah. yeah,
2: which is fine. Like I don't, especially going through this podcast, I've realized a lot of movies, it's not a requisite for cage to be in it a lot for yeah. me to enjoy the movie. And this was one of those instances. Like I thoroughly enjoy watching this movie. Like even when cage wasn't on screen, like that wasn't a problem, but I w- still wanted more cage in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, and I was just
0: thinking about like that very first scene with him and hit girl where he, where he shoots her is a great scene. And the way that he acts it with that, that mix of like, you know this like overly doting, like cutesy paternalness, and then the like just viciousness of shooting her. Like that's not that's a hard that's a hard thing to pull off, and and him doing it with style. I what does he say? Oh uh, yeah, he he like that shot of the camera zooming in, and he and he's like debating with her about going to get ice cream or whatever, and he just goes, "Good call, baby doll," and shoots her, and it's just like like that. I was like yes that's what I want and I think that said I think there's a, another actor who could have played this part better and could have done the hit those same moments that I was like that I think an actor of Cage's caliber and, and of his particular weird breed whatever it is like um can only hit but like in a in a sense I do think that they cast him I, it feels a little bit like stunt casting in the way that people at this point in his career started to do it as like, even in like Mandy or something well, where it's very it's, much like I, we cast Nicolas Cage and people like us will say, <laughs> oh, that, oh boy. I, I want to see that. I want to see what he does in it. And yet I agree, like he oh. didn't, there wasn't really any opportunity besides his death scene to let the hog loose. You Is know he, the, the hog was in the barn all <laughs> the name whole time
1: in it, right at the time Mhm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess what's his what's his name was in super bad that like Mince everyone Plax. loved, yeah. Yeah, but, but that they came out like concurrently, I think. Yeah, I I I'm not sure the timeline. I um, I it's I, but yeah, yeah, Cage was definitely the biggest, the biggest like marquee draw in this movie when it came out.
0: And it communicates, I think, what they wanted. Just casting him communicates a lot of like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. It's going to we we're going to be having fun, and it's going to go weird places.
2: Yeah. Did you guys notice that when he was in the Big Daddy outfit, he added he added extensions yes. to yes. his mustache? Well, he-
1: there's that, even a moment in the so montage weird. with him doing
2: it. I know. And I didn't Oh really. Oh, I guess yeah. I didn't catch that. I, I only saw him put the eyeliner like, on the city. I didn't notice yeah. like, he puts oh, it. Okay. It's so that's is that a cage choice it though? Has to be. That what?
0: feels like <laughs> classic, like that wouldn't be in the script. <laughs> that's like he, some he either came up with it or somebody said it and he was like, Yes, I'm only doing it with that. Like because it's so weird. It was confusing me. It's confused me since the first time I saw it and I didn't realize that it was extensions. I just thought that he was like more jowly in the mask and I was like, what is that? What are those like weird jowl lines? But yeah, it's I didn't just even notice,
1: but I don't look at facial hair. Maybe because I don't have, I can't grow a beard. I don't think about it. I've but just, like, it didn't notice it until they pointed it out to me.
0: I've just been looking at his face so That's much. That's true. You know? yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Um yeah that was strange
1: but it definitely it's squarely in his wheelhouse this yeah. sort of a thing like here's a weird thing that will be fun that you haven't seen before and you, you can be a superhero sort of and honestly like, yeah right
0: the scene of him painting his face was one of my favorite scenes like i w- could have watched an hour of that
1: yeah of him, just- i want like in well, the that's ex- fun too because that's that that's that sort of thing that Kickass, I guess is endeavoring to show us is like, here's what, like the practical part of being a superhero. Right. You, you, you have to know fully. how to do makeup. You have to have like, you have to have blacked out your eyes or else yeah. the mask looks weird. Yeah. You know,
2: Yeah, that's apparently there was like an extra 20 minutes of footage that they cut out that that they've been threatening to release an extended version for however long, and they never have. But I feel like there's... I hope there's more more cage cage. in the extended cut.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I thought that the... The end where he goes full cage was like a little, it was ridiculous. Like, it made me laugh. I wasn't worried for him. It was, you know, no. like, it definitely didn't. I, well, and, and, and s- then
0: after he's after he, the fire's put out and she's talking to him and his voice again, he's like, <laughs>
1: I also don't, like How did he die? Like, you he, could he, he just have some burn. Like, there's no v- but <laughs> like, there's, it. It like he does burnt. he also get shot? Like, it was not, and no. yeah,
0: well, then it, yeah, because then the, it's the kid
1: it. got stabbed and hit by a car and his whole skeleton was place right. and is fine so like i was like he just that's it that's,
0: well and they treat it? it like he's like gonna bleed out or something like he he's burnt and then even though the fire's out it's like uh still still getting burnt like he's <laughs> he's only got like an a couple more minutes to live like it was so I don't know. It, was it seemed so, very uh, it, but it, yeah it feels but then, then it feels very like very fantasy sense. you know yeah yeah for
1: yeah, sure it didn't that, it didn't that bother that me moment in the beginning that he said we weren't gonna get which is i'm gonna avenge you right and then all and right. that's what I thought because the mince, red mist is—you know—he grabs that katana off the wall to avenge the father. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's the thing." And then he picks up the narration at the—I don't know. I feel right. like
2: it promised a lot of things that it didn't. It didn't. Well, there was a sequel I didn't see, so maybe There's a with Jim Carrey,
1: I didn't see. Yeah, it. I didn't even know there was.
2: Yeah, one. I feel like that flew under the radar. So I presumably they answered a lot of these I, cliffhangers. I the remember
0: sequel. this might be. Uh, This, this is just a vague memory, but I remember that Jim Carrey is the big name in it. And he, his character is like, kind of like a gun nut, like he's super into guns. And then that Jim Carrey like disowned the film. Wait a minute. Wait, hold
2: on. I've seen, I've seen some of this on TV then. Really? I guess I didn't realize it was kick-ass too, but I've seen, I've seen this Jim Carrey. Yeah. With like a crew cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He disowned it, which felt kind of like, I don't know. Didn't you understand what you were doing? Isn't that exactly like the thing that you were agreeing I mean, to be? Did, de, you're like, I'm
2: gonna be in this hyper violent thing that knows that it's hyper violent and is commenting on it. Also, he did Batman forever, so he's like clearly not <laughs> above doing like dumb superhero movies. Mm. No, yeah, he's uh, That's
1: right. The Riddler. Yeah. That's right.
2: I mean, all time I think it's one of all time greatest Jim Carrey roles.
0: It's it's, it's one of the most Jim Carrey yeah. roles. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> I think it's up there with the mask or any of the other like classic Jim Carrey roles, the Grinch. Um,
0: It's definitely a much better uh, actor
2: role combo than tommy lee jones as two-face <laughs> i don't know about that you don't think so i don't know about that i think i think there's something to be i mean dave you know full well i've, I've gone on record as defending schumacher's batman movies <laughs> and gotten a lot of flack for it but i mean i think that all the problems with those movies are actually what make me enjoy them more but i mean like as opposed to who what the fuck with the aaron eckhart like he was a shitty two-face like that was all bad. That was no good. I didn't like that. You didn't like that one. Like that. You no. would have liked
0: the Dark Knight better if it had been Tommy Lee Jones. Um,
2: I look, all I I don't know if it would if have been Tommy Lee Jones, but if it had been someone other than Aaron Eckhart. I mean, if you want to talk about like bad two-face casting. Okay. Like, yeah. I I I prefer the Tommy Lee Jones version <laughs> over the Aaron Eckhart version. His suits were better. Uh, dude.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, no one's gonna no one's gonna disagree with us there.
2: I don't know. I think I just kind of have an issue with the whole like gritty the whole gritty, gritty Batman thing. thing. Like, I I appreciate mm, really? I appreciate them as films, but I think but I they're not fun. To, they're not fun. I don't enjoy them.
1: Oh, I had such a good time with Dark Knight.
2: Yeah, I I thought the Dark Knight was great.
1: I saw that. It says a, a lot about society.
0: The <laughs> just kidding, but yeah, it's know, great. it's good. I really I really liked it. You know, for me, Batman: The Animated Series is the gold gold star that can't be uh, topped. But we're getting off topic here. Mark Hamill is really the best. Mark Joker. Hamill's the best Joker. Um, what's his name? Is the best Batman. Kevin something. It's the best Batman. Period. Okay. I, should we talk about the script or the plot? I mean. The,
1: sure we're like an hour yeah. thing. i know i know it, you'll have some fun editing i guess like, yeah, yeah. Some um, boring b- bullshit about batman
0: i mean uh, okay like
1: you're doing like, the soldier boy thing right at the beginning i
0: but, I, I was talking about soldier boy i was t- i was trying to describe soldier <laughs> boy to lex um as being like this is something that i know you you, you, you experienced <laughs> also and uh yeah and they were doing the dance in it
1: yeah, it's, there are a lot of fun, very dated. There's like a lot of fun dated technology that's MySpace Yeah, 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 yeah has three, a really three, successful MySpace. You need to get 3,000 friends on MySpace to be cool. <laughs> but which is weird because this
2: was 2010 where Facebook had already, like yeah. Facebook was like four years into supplanting MySpace at this point, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it was. It's, it's weird that they went that route with it. Yeah, um, agreed. I do think it's interesting the way that it, uh, I hesitate to say explores, but it gently touches on... Uh The idea of like superheroes in the age of social media mm-hmm. and like how that would change when you can literally live stream, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. an unmasking or well, you can, or you can, you know, people show their support via like, e- like, you know, MySpace messages or whatever. Right. Well, and he, he. Or what did he, she
1: say? I'll, uh, I'm meaning to mail his site.
2: Yeah. yeah Need he, his help.
1: I was like, I don't think anyone ever said that. I don't even think that's like a 2010 I'm thing.
0: Mail. I'm going to mail, I'm his, gonna mail site. his site. I mean, he becomes famous by going viral. They even say he goes viral and that did feel like really prescient.
2: That still hasn't really been expanded on in any superhero movie since that one. You know? I mean, Thor certainly doesn't do that shit or like Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. Black Panther, she's like, the
1: world is watching because everyone has those cell phones. I mean, they don't, really get into it but it's like hey look you can't do your superhero shit in front of everybody yeah. oh but spider-man homecoming they mentioned i just watched it recently because oh, i wanted okay. to see spider-verse even though it was right quite, which now you can watch because it's a cage movie it's great cr- so oh exciting. i saw it
2: i saw it. it it was good i really liked it i talked about it a little bit on the it's last really episode good. i really I like seen
1: it, it it's great i think you'll like it a lot <laughs> did you say because you're not a chump
2: I said child though. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah I mean th- this it. This is truly the year Of uh, movies using my name As a main character's name though. Between Spider-Verse And this new one Coming out Dude. Is there a it's new like, one Holy shit There's a movie There's a movie, Wait, there's okay, a movie should, Where the ad sure. campaign Is literally What's wrong with Miles Oh you
1: posted You Instagrammed <laughs> yeah, it. yeah And
2: it looks like The Turtles kid From the YouTube video <laughs> He's got skull pa-
0: Makeup on What's wrong with
2: Miles What is wrong with Miles I've, I've been I've had fr- I've been having friends come out of the woodwork that i haven't talked to in like years texting me like oh lol i'm like yeah dude like you and everyone else i know everyone's worried (laughs) we all want to
0: know
1: um oh my friend oh in this movie
0: oh yeah yeah so he's
1: the um when there's the two muggers thug number two he's he's thug number two he's the the black mugger um he was good in this he was good in it. I know. Um, he was telling me some story about meeting that guy on the airplane on the way there. And, and, uh, oh, that brings, so this movie takes place in New York. It doesn't feel like New York. It definitely it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the screener's ever been to New York. The no. one thing that seems super New York was at the end, he's like wearing his costume with Tim's. And like yeah, that's yeah.
2: Very New York. yeah, I feel like the Tim's as part of the costume is like the most New York. But I actually mm-hmm. wrote before but they explicitly like, said it was in New York. I literally wrote in my notes: "Is this a city or a small town?"
1: Yeah, Where it, was is really, it? It, was it was like very suburban Brooklyn. Yeah, and I, yeah. to be fair, I have lived in Brooklyn, in North Brooklyn, for twelve years. But I like rarely, if ever, go south or east, and that like it does look like that. But it well, it felt like all set pieces. It well,
0: it was like filmed in London. Been,
1: Really? Yeah, in that it's one a alley British, that you recognized. You
0: and said. oh yeah, I I recognized uh, an alley from downtown LA, but which one? The one where um, I I think I could be mistaken, but the part where uh, the head mobster guy gets out of the car and like kills that uh, oh, kickass yeah. that yeah. looked like downtown LA. But this was shot in London and Toronto primarily, and it felt very much like that. As like movies that feel that are shot in Toronto always kind of feel like they're just in, like, they're in city. (laughs) You know, this movie takes place in city.
1: But he he flew out to L.A. to do that, so you might be right about, like, the alley and the the
0: shots. Wait, did he have any good stories about being in? I
1: think it was L.A. shit. Now he's going to be like, no. Uh, He didn't work with Cage. He didn't talk about being on set. He just, like, they put him on an airplane like from New York and so he was just there and he was just in first class and he was just asking people what they were doing in LA or no, maybe it was Toronto. You're right. It mm. was Canada. And he was like, just asking people what they were doing. And they were just like, I live there, man, leave me alone. And then somebody was like, Oh I'm here, I'm here for a shoot. And so like he made friends with thug number one uh, on the plane on the way there. <laughs> but, uh, that's cool. yeah, it doesn't, I'm sorry. It's not super relevant to the to the cage aspect but you can you can call him if you want to talk to him about it
0: (laughs) i mean i'm sure given that he was in like two scenes i'm sure it was like he went he went there and they were like hey uh, be a thug mm -hmm. and he was like okay
1: (laughs) that also once he showed up i was like what's up with the black representation in this film so i kept a little tally oh yeah so you got one extra who got pushed over Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have a Um, then then there's like the Razul, his his whole crew of napped criminals. Low low
2: level criminals. Like really quick I just want to say that I loved the design of that drug den. Uh, It was so good. It just like People like fucked up people playing video games, some dude like DJing, DJing. to no one in the corner. Like
1: <laughs> wait, wait, well it's weird. It, and then one woman just standing sexily in the yeah, other yeah, room.
2: For yeah. No it felt very it,
0: it it's like I wish I could describe it better, but it's like the that's like very much the vibe of this movie, which again is like there are things about that that are like r- real, like real in ways that don't get representation. Outlo- like you, yeah. Like the dude playing music to, and they're just like playing, like it's sad and kind of boring and in a way. But I'm and sure yet when it's you're still like, like on
2: a, on day three of like a meth binge, all you want right. to do is just like, yeah, dude, check out these beats. Well,
0: yeah, those yeah. Guys, <laughs> And those guys, I mean, I think that is kind of the reality of, of like, he, he's like a low level, like drug what not kingpin but just like dude yeah, like and he's, dealer. Just, he's just, he just a he dealer. Ha- he's dealer. a dealer and so you just hang out and play video games and uh but so it feels real in like 40 percent, and then 60 percent is super stagey and fake mm-hmm. and uh and very stylized yeah i guess i don't have anything else to say about it but it's just like i also loved it but i was like why do i love this like it's it's weird it's not I I am not seeing reality reflected back to me and yet I'm also not seeing like something that's like a really fun heightened reality. It's just like off center.
1: Um and that's where Marcus mostly, is the other like he's black the person right, the there.
0: one the black person The one person non-criminal
1: is black person.
0: But he's also a cop. Right. So he is a criminal. blue <laughs> um, lives have. matter, do they? Do they? Um <laughs> <laughs> what were we gonna say next? Time? <laughs> um, oh, sorry. oh, oh! I something about the plot. Well, we were talking about 2010 stuff. Um, what about the big scene where they uh, get down to Barkley?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, which Lord. one is that? We're, oh, where they in the prison? The, I the prison in the yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: A lot of the music was very on the nose. I found yeah. like Bad Reputation was Come playing, yeah. and I oh, yeah. was like that, like similar like to the to the song for the credits. It was like they were just like woman rock song right. they did not like no deeper than that
2: the one that I kind of could get on board with was the banana splits theme yeah like, that, that was like cute. It, it was heavy-handed but it at least Which was,
1: one was that? it was like na, 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 oh. the, the first
2: time she breaks into
1: Razul's drug right. dead and yeah. kills everyone yeah I do really like nose, when extreme violence is happening to happy music like that's yeah. a fun little. And that's right after she's like, hey, you cunts or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. The the other uh, music choice that I can get behind
0: that's also extremely on the nose is uh, when they play Sparks. This oh, town ain't yeah. big enough for the both yeah, right. of us. Yeah. I, I, exactly when the characters are feeling this town ain't big enough for the both of us. I shazammed it because but, I was like, what's
1: happening here? And you
0: don't like, yeah. you don't see a lot of Sparks in movies. <laughs> and that was fun. Yeah,
1: very on the nose.
0: All right. Let's talk about the plot for, uh, I, we don't need to go. I feel like there's not much interesting to say about it. You know, kid wants to be a superhero, finds out it's kind of hard to be a superhero. He discovers big daddy and uh hit girl, um, are already doing the superhero thing for their own fucked up reasons. And, uh, then his story kind of limps along while their story happens tangentially. And we want to watch more of it. And then meanwhile, The rich kid, Christopher Mintz Plaza, uh, (laughs) um, is uh, becoming, he becomes a, he catfishes. uh, (laughs) That's basically basically what happens. (laughs) By (laughs) pretending to be another superhero called Red Mist, which eventually gets him access to Big Daddy, who, Nick Cage, whose whole thing is trying to take down the drug kingpin. Nick Cage gets burned alive, Hit Girl, and uh, Kick-Ass get their revenge. Roll credits.
1: Pretty much. Well, meanwhile, also, there's the human interest part of Kick-Ass, where there's, like, a cool girl who thinks that he's gay. And that's the so only reason she's he friends he, with like, him. Right. She yeah. becomes friends with him. For, what yeah, was her that deal?
2: I don't know because then because he's like, also, I'm not okay. First of all, I'm kick-ass. Whoa. Then also I'm not gay. And then immediately she's just like, well, you can stay if you want. And like, then there's a base- no, after he broke into her house, also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To startle her. Also, why would she believe him? He would just, he probably just got a kick-ass costume and climbed well, through her window. Well, she's like
0: weird. Well, look, look, I don't think she's okay. Right. The whole reason that she starts talking to him in the first place is they're like her friends are like, Oh, she likes the lame ducks. She likes basically to take care of the people with problems. Like she was completely ignoring him until she thought he was gay. And then she was like, I've always fantasized about having a gay BFF. Now let's be BFFs. And then like, that's not, that's kind of weird. And I mean, maybe that's normal for like people in high school. You're weird when you're in high school, but like, um, well, but then she, but th- she's
1: working at like a, like needle a, exchange. a needle exchange and she's like, you know, she's very wholesome and, and some, and that Raul Razzle guy, like she was talking to, he was being creeped to her. I don't yeah. know. It seemed like she was both very childish and very mature in that way. Like, it, I, well, and,
0: and then I just think like, you know, then he comes, he does the ultimate like weirdo move of breaking into her bedroom, surprising her being like, I, ah, okay, look, I'm, I'm kick-ass. I'm uh, the superhero and I'm not gay. And I'm so sorry. I lied to you. I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a liar who broke into your house. You can't
1: and, hate me more than I hate myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tortured by the, my lies. And then she's like, Let's fuck. (laughs) And then she's, she's horny for him the whole movie. The rest of the movie, she's just like her whole character is just defined by wanting to fuck him more.
1: And in fact, like they're over voiceover. What of them fucking like on a dumpster? He's like, he's like, I finally have something to live for, you know? But there's this great, I'm sorry, I just really, um, there's this really great bass slide that happens when he grabs <laughs> her just, boob for the first time. There's like, yeah.
0: Dude, just like in, um, just like when John Travolta looks at uh, oh Nicolas God, Cage's you're right. wife's butt <laughs> you're right. in, in uh, face fucking off. Face Off. <laughs> wow. wow. Yes. It happens. That's That's canon in the Cage universe now. Whenever somebody is thinking about getting some, the basis base, is the base slide <laughs> the real answer is clearly that she's just this like cipher of a male fantasy like she's not a real character but if we take her as a real character i think she's gonna, like got some issues and i hope she's okay
1: well there's a lot i mean there's a lot of like overtly sort of patriarchal like like it, one of the edgy things that hit girl says is that kick asses taser is gay gay. and she's it comes up a couple of times
2: yeah yeah and i'm like that's a
1: very you know it's just it's interesting to me that the that the comic writer said they chick flicked it up because yeah it feels feels very bro yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in some places that's like delightful like i can see i liked the jetpack moment more because it seemed like everyone was like gleeful in Mm -hmm. making it come to life right and that is fun to see like they were probably like oh yeah and then, because that's like he's like oh my god are you kidding me and you're you yeah. know nowadays the jetpack is sort of ho-hum but at the time like that was the like the the most oh, there's bazookas there's katanas there's nunchucks right. and like that's the the jet pack is the thing that he's super psyched about probably because there's machine guns attached but I remember laughing because I was like this is so stupid Yeah, well, that it's funny and it because it seems like they knew it was stupid but also like this is going to be awesome he's going to blow out all the windows and like
2: but also they just add like the, she's just like online shopping she gets it on like Amazon she's like <laughs> yeah. oh I found this jetpack. he's like oh add it to the shopping cart yeah add to cart baby mm. um, oh.
1: right they kept it a mystery yeah, yeah right on eBay. <laughs> yeah for sure of machine gun general. they were
2: just on on the uh, f- uh f- silk road Yeah, just, <laughs> So a couple things like two major things that they changed from the comics for the movie one of them was he doesn't get the girl right i don't know what the situation is if he never tells her he's not gay or if he does and she's just like still not into him i don't Sorry. know but i
0: only fuck gay dudes yeah <laughs>
2: But the other thing, well, good, good for him then, the taser is pretty gay, so maybe that gives him some, uh, uh <laughs> but then there's, there's also, uh, apparently Big Daddy is not, uh, ex-cop. Oh, okay. he, yeah, he's like he, an accountant he, or He's an ex-accountant, and he claims, like, his, his story, it's the same backstory we see in the movie, but then it's later revealed in the comic that he actually wasn't a cop, he was just some accountant. And he kidnapped Hit Girl when oh, she was like a little bro. kid. I don't know where she came from, but he kidnapped her to raise her for that express purpose Whoa. of like being like a hit being a superhero. Yeah, Um is interesting. So That's she's interesting. basically his proxy for like revenge on yeah. yeah. On, so I guess um, we
1: should say that the Big Daddy backstory is that the the criminal guy, Low Rent, Chris Muloney, framed right. Nicolas right. Cage.
0: As being a drug
1: dealer. Yes. And and he went to prison. And his wife was so distressed (laughs) at his being in prison that she died in childbirth. Yes. And his partner cop, Marcus... Who shows up just to, I guess, express concern on behalf of the audience at some point yeah. and tell us this story? Sees- I guess it's just to read the comic that Big Daddy is drawing right. Right. to us. Oh, yeah, he's also a comic. But he took care of the daughter well. Was yes. it's much darker if he kidnapped. Yeah, that's yeah, it's very
0: weird. I don't know if that would play in a movie, but it, it didn't, it and that's why they changed yeah. it
2: because they said that you have to like him, and you don't like him when you find that. Why you extra to, part about to? I don't know. If that's, this, I, well, that's I think what the that's the thing said. is yeah. it,
0: because he's barely in it, they can't have that complex of a, a dark thing without and as like a throwaway thing.
2: But that makes his character more interesting. to it me. It does. Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. mean his his character is really two-dimensional, even even with this, like, driving force that, that sort of put, pulls the plot along.
2: I want to see the Hit Girl movie 15 years in the future when she is, like, incapable of having a human emotional connection with someone, yeah. and she's so fucked up that, Hit, like, hit woman. Yeah, hit
0: yeah. woman. Yeah, it, it, well, it would be, like, a Netflix series now, and it would probably be pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. She's not... I mean, we were trying to see what she's up to, and yeah. I didn't recognize... But Most Chloe, of her
0: work, get back on it. I she, so she did a bunch of like kind of like middling teen stuff after this, and voiceover, like and voice voiceover for like CGI kids movies, and <laughs> um, <laughs> the bane of our existence. <laughs> yeah, and she recently put out a statement being like, I'm changing the way like I talked to my casting agent. I turned down a bunch of roles. I'm changing my the way I'm doing this now. And, for her. and she was in that movie about. Uh, oh, she was gay, in that gay lesbian conversion. 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lesbian 90s movie oh, yeah. and the, the
2: Miseducation of seen Cameron it, but Post. i like to
1: see it. And
0: she's in the new.
2: Uh, Suspiria. She's in the new Suspiria too. Yeah, I, I recognized her from that. And she's gonna be in a in a new Neil Jordan
0: movie.
1: I do remember at the time being like, this girl is really great, and we're gonna see her. for while. Yeah. A like every once in a while, you come across a kid, and you're like that.
2: That's what Cage said. She was too. also. Do you guys watch Thirty Rock? Yeah. yeah. She was the, um, what's his name's daughter or niece? John uh, Yeah. Baldwin. Adam no. Baldwin. The. Oh. Um, oh. Not Adam Baldwin. What the Alex. fuck? Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Jesus Christ. Stephen. Um, Stephen. <laughs> uh, she was also the the vampire in Let Me in the American remake. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, cool. When she was a kid.
1: Good so for her. she's trying to stray away from these awesome. Holes.
0: Yeah, I don't. Well, she's in a I'm bunch of bullshit though. She. Anyway, I'm rooting for her now. I'm a fan now uh, that I've watched this yeah. movie again, she... and I hope she does well. Because I mean, it's it's. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but she emotionally anchors the movie mm-hmm. with yeah. with the performance when she's what. Ten years old? I think she's she was older. Like 12 or 13. Yeah, she's probably
2: twelve characters or thirteen, 11. but the character is yeah. supposed to be eleven. Yeah. Anyway, but she she, she did it. a
1: good job of um, matching his sort of weird, stilted yes. delivery and and like carrying through like a familial. And I don't know if he did that or if she did that. It's the same question I had about Face Off, right? But like, yeah. right. there's some, you know, I mean, kids tend to deliver that way anyhow. But she she kind of right. matched him.
0: It it and, works. And, yeah. and in, in that context, it feels like you have this like mix of emotions of like, oh, this child is being like warped and molded into a killing machine and is kind of like that's fucked up and she is not well, but also like she's so excited and fun and they're both like so wholesomely fun about it that it it carries over and it it does... It actually achieves subversion, I think. And
1: ultimately um, I think for me it's the most interesting thing about this movie is is that is their relationship. Yeah. Not like any of the other stuff that I guess it's supposed to sort of be about.
0: Well, Kick-Ass is a boring character. Uh, Christopher mintz plots is a boring character. He did well,
1: a good job. With he did it. fine. Yeah.
0: They yeah. Everybody all did, did a really good job did with a good the job. Script, yeah, but,
2: sure. but it This seems, isn't a knock on any of the actors. No. But it's just, I think that there was, yeah. I I mean, it's just like,
0: there it, it feels like the this was written with like, Let's make a movie about... It feels like the origin story was like firmly in mind. Okay, let's make a movie about this. You want to become a superhero. What does it actually take? What does that actually look like if you're just some geeky kid? And um, and then, okay, and who do you meet? You meet Hit Girl and Big Daddy. And then suddenly that becomes the only... Kind, I mean, that's a much more nuanced and weird story and with an emotional its own emotional energy. But none of the other... St- the two other storylines could match it. I don't want to just repeat myself, but it's like, yeah, the the end result feels like weirdly uneven where like the emotional focal point is kind of not the main characters. Right. And uh, and the movie doesn't seem to realize that that's what's going on. I think that's the issue is mm-hmm. that like it still feels like it, it like has to be kick, about Kick-Ass and his movie when it's like that's, that's not really where the energy is. And also the reason why I don't think like I don't care about seeing Kickass too, because I don't care what he's up to. It's boring.
1: Right. Right. And the, I mean, the bad guys are, in addition to being poorly written, are like just buffoons
0: and mobsters. <laughs> like, can we? I, I, that was the first kind of like thing that that like hit me is like, oh, really? You know, the fact that it's a that it's a rich dude, it makes sense to me. Like, rich people make the best bad guys, and that it's like a, a, his like shitty son. It's like Donald Trump Jr. Like, you know, <laughs> getting ready to. Uh, I can do it, Dad. <laughs> Put well, me in there. And yeah. i like, sort
1: of tried to give him like a redemption arc. And- and then didn't. Like, they, yeah. they, everything was very, nothing had like a super solid point of view. They didn't commit to anything really. Like, no. everything is, he's sort of bad and sort of, everybody's, and not in a nuanced, interesting way, right. but in a like, we don't want to answer this question because. Yeah, you know. I just,
0: I'm just sick. I mean, this, the, the, the point I was gonna make is just that I'm sick of gangsters being like the bad guys in movies for something that feels like it's doing something like, we're, we're doing something new. We're p- giving a new take on this. Like it's such a boring, easy, bad guy target. Like mm. there's no, and what do they do? They sell drugs. They sell yeah. cocaine and there's nothing yeah. really more about he's corrupt and bad and they kill guys. But it's like there, there should have been some sort of weight, like either emotional or or some, some sort some sort of weight with like The bad guys that need to be defeated too. I think that not only is the hero boring, but it's just like so fucking by the book. I like that they microwave that dude in in a giant lumber microwave. I've I've never seen that in a film before. That was and the whole scene where they're like asking, like asking, interrogating him, and And he can't hear them. He can't hear them, and like you could just see his like brain like melting, and then he just explodes. I enjoyed that.
1: They do. They do a good job of, it's of, <laughs> fucked up thing to be good at, I guess, but they do a good job of making light of crazy violence. Yeah. Like there's one scene where Red Mist and his dad are sitting in the car while a guy is being tortured in another building and they're like discussing popcorn and stuff. Yeah,
0: that was really good. And
1: you just hear gunshots, but it's all... You know, it's, you know, for the close observer, it's very, it, it's charming in that way. It's but, everything that doesn't need to be serious. They did a good job.
0: But I think going back to what you were saying before I ranted about gangsters, that scene felt like a good kind of setup for what could be an emotional arc with him. Some some sort of interesting emotional arc where, okay, well, you know, what does it mean to be raised with a lot of money and have a dad who's like nakedly a gangster and doing this. And then like, I mean, he, he could have had some and sort of interesting, he's not
1: allowed to have friends. He's,
0: and he's not allowed to take part in the business, which he really, he wants to do, which is like a good choice an interesting choice that they would have him like, okay, I want to be the big, you know, the, I, I, I want to be part of your business dad, but they don't really give that storyline uh, uh, room to be anything complex. So they do give him like a weird kind of redemptive little bit of like, Oh no, well don't hurt a kick ass. He's, he's my friend. He's
1: a guy, yeah.
0: He's alone. just, he's just some nerd. And, um, uh, yeah. And then just kind of doesn't, I don't know. And then at the end they set him up as like, he's going to be the bad guy now. He's a, so he's a shitty supervillain too. It's just like too bad.
1: It's yeah. like a missed opportunity. They, it could have been three really cool movies. And mm-hmm. they said it's one, like, like fun popcorn flick.
0: Well, it just, like so many comic book things. Like it should have been a series. I mean, this came out before that true like advent of like streaming series, and when especially with like something like comic books. But like, if it had been given some room for there to be more emotional depth with all of those story points, maybe it would have been good. I don't know. That, I, don't know it, that it I don't have know been I that. I don't know. I don't. I also don't. know. I,
2: like, I, I, I don't think they did the best they could have done with it. But I also think that, like, trying to do more with it would be almost beside the point. Mm. Honestly, yeah. once Cage is dead, then then that relationship doesn't exist anymore, right. mm-hmm. you know? So I think that I think that the more interesting choice would have been to keep him alive, and then you would have been able to follow, you know, yeah. Big Daddy and Hit Girl. Right. And then, you know, maybe Kick-Ass is, as like, a dude that comes in and assists every once in a while. Well, and that's but sort like, of, like,
1: she gave him that alley-oop because, like, she single-handedly murders like 15 people and then at you know this sort of inept dude that's only helpful because of her and her dad like comes in and saves the day at the end which i think is stupid yeah, like, and then there's the only a very long jetpack green screen yeah like anti-climax it, like, away. for a while which <laughs> i thought was very new york silly. It would like, which is silly. And I'm like, I guess like maybe they just like rented the jetpack and wanted to use it a lot because it didn't like it, it's not as important. Well, someone as, like, made that jetpack
0: and uh, they wanted to, they got yeah, there.
1: But like because they had been hinting at it the whole time, I guess like that was super exciting for them a jetpack. But it's just very long mm-hmm. and silly. But I mean, it, it more or less follows that same like superhero movies of from any. I mean, particularly Marvel, but really from any, like, studio it follows. Like, Act 1 is, like, quippy, sarcastic, like, getting to know you stuff. Right. And then if something happens in Act 2, that's a problem. And then Act 3 is just, like, CGI fight. Yeah. And I always and everything want Act 1 to dramatic. be longer. I always want more quippy sarcasm yeah. jokes, which is, I guess, why I like Guardians and Deadpool 1, the first ones of each of those. This sort of did that... Like it sort of followed the same like you were saying like the getting to the first act that feels like a comic book like that like yeah that's familiar to me from all comic book movies
0: right and that's where they're doing I think the most interesting stuff because Mm -hmm. they are commenting on other movies and or, or comic books and tropes and doing it with something to say, I mean, it's not something that new or interesting at this point, but well,
2: but I, I I think that's a valid question that also goes, you know, kind of ties into like the kinds of superhero movies they're making now is like, is it enough that your movie is the identity of your movie is based on like subverting audience expectations or like, is it enough that your superhero movie is not other superhero Mm -hmm. movies Mm -hmm. it's just like so like where does that leave us if if the if the end result is just going to be another superhero movie right and i'm just i again like i don't even
0: know how fresh this felt in 2010 i mean it doesn't feel fresh now but i I, like especially now i i just like i'm tired of this genre being spoofed and and uh subverted and stuff it's almost like it's like doing like doing a something subversive with a noir like a film noir now. Like we have seen that. I just don't think there's much else to say about yeah, right, about right. superheroes that hasn't been said in a bunch of like meta uh TV shows and spoofs and you know. Cuz like you Rick Rick and Morty has done it already like well, or Venture
1: Brothers. Or the Venture Brothers yeah, is right. w-
0: more what I was thinking. You know, it's just, what else can you say at this point? Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I can't wait till we get back to just doing superhero movies the way they used to be done. Yeah. Dude. Because no one has, because no one has done it traditionally in a long time. Because we're all worried about, like, doing something new with it. Like, just give me, you well, know. I haven't
1: watched any of the give, DC give stuff. Give me.
2: Oh, well, they, like they're Man awful. Or anything, I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman, but I, I was paid to watch. Justice League <laughs> Wow, it was for it was for, a, it was for a job I had to screen it so I had to QC the whole thing uh-huh. but it was horrendous it was two and a half hours of just glowering off, just and
1: awful. fighting it was just how was well, Wonder Woman
2: it was fine like, I
1: mean it's it's
2: kind of as an ally what did you think <laughs> no well, the, I, traditional well, like, except that it's Wonder well Woman. like okay you, the the PC answer would be finally yeah. But the actual answer is like, we don't need another superhero movie like this. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, just, just, the same it's shit. just the same plot points. Yeah. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I enjoyed some of the score. It was silly. There was like a weird twangy Aaron Copeland version mm. of the regular superhero music. Like yeah. uh, there's a point where it's like twangy cowboy superhero.
0: It is some fun things. Score. I was going to say, um, you, you, mentioned that the jetpack scene kind of gets by because it seems like everyone who's making it was having fun. Mm -hmm. The director, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn. When he was making this movie, like they didn't have a studio, like they didn't know if it was going to be picked up or anything, which feels ridiculous now because it does feel so, so much where our culture is now, like that, that this would seem like too like, you know, dirty or, or whatever. But he said he was quoted as saying that it was like the most expensive home movie uh, ever made or something like that.
2: And I mean, that's insane to me that he that he bankrolled a movie that this expensive on his right, home. right. Cause it doesn't look cheap. No. Mm-mm. I mean millions of dollars. I
0: sense the direction seems like he seemed like he was having a really good time. The, all the affectations that do feel kind of like sub Guy Ritchie, sub Tarantino or whatever felt very genuine. Like he, this guy also directed uh, Layer Cake, I think was his big, which is very, it, it, I think. Talk the, about sub yeah, Guy the line, the Yeah, the line on it was just that it was <laughs> sub Guy Ritchie. He also made Stardust, which sucks. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, it was like a kind of fantasy movie. Robert De Niro was in it, I think. <laughs> um, it's from 2007. Well, I
2: kind of want to see it now.
0: Um, uh, it's garbage. Look at the...
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah,
0: Peter O'Toole is also in it. Anyway, and now he's making those Kingsmen, the first... The oh, I like that. that. Yeah, was fun. and he did first X-Men First fun. Class. Which I oh, thought was oh, I love
1: that. That's like yeah. the best X
2: Men movie. It is. Oh,
1: that's the that's where you meet all the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, that it's, I felt like somebody like, I saw it with was like it didn't they didn't have characters so much as just like powers and you don't really know like who they yeah, are. Yeah,
0: but what about? I it's enjoyed all about, like Magneto, no, it's about Magneto. And,
1: uh, uh, Nazi hunter. I like yeah. that part <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
0: McAvoy and Fastbender just like kind of wanting to fuck each other and yes. being buddies. That's uh... It's fun. Anyway, he went on to, I think, do good stuff. And I feel like I wanted to be charmed by what he was doing here. I don't know. I don't know how many I ways mean, to I say think, it, it Like, almost works.
2: Yeah, I think this is one of those movies that almost works because you can see how much fun they're having making yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like everyone involved is having a really good time and they're not taking yes. themselves too seriously. And Except for the big bad who I felt right. was taking themselves too seriously. Yeah.
0: I yeah, I don't know. I I liked his performance, but
1: I think the one note I didn't bring up. Oh, they just straight up murdered a bunch of people. That's like True. really like everything. Like they all like everybody murders people and then just like leaves them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. flying around. Right. And like there's no consequences. Which is interesting since it's like the conceit, of course, is like, what if a real person yeah. like attempt endeavored to do this thing? It's like, oh, okay, I guess you can still just murder like 15 people and leave them in a high rise and it's fine.
2: Yeah. And, I, and, and go to
1: school. Like, you know. Yeah.
2: I want to see the movie that is about the fucking like uh, underpaid cleanup crew <laughs> that has to go into that like penthouse and like get rid of all, <laughs> get rid of the mess and like rebuild it. Mm. <laughs>
1: There's that that one uh, series they did with. I mean, they weren't a cleanup crew, but it was like a bunch of people who aren't superheroes in a world where there are. Alan Tudyk isn't a oh, okay. I don't know.
0: All right. So the last couple of things I have to say uh, come from this interview with Cage that I watched. Uh, the first one just being that his his take on. Big Daddy and Hit Girl's relationship with Kick-Ass is that when they meet Kick-Ass, Hit Girl has a crush on him and that's why Big Daddy lets th- that he's like okay well we can like let this guy into our world. I didn't get that watching the film. Did I that? didn't
2: either. I feel like that's a decision Cage made without <laughs> letting anyone else in on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just his read on it. In the same interview he talks about Um, I'm going to put a nice little bow on it. He talks about uh, the director, um, Matthew Vaughn, and him talking about pop art and both admiring pop art, uh, specifically uh, Keith Haring and Andy Warhol, and that Cage's sense was that they were making a pop art movie. And to me, that feels like really apt because this movie... It is. it it bills itself as commenting on, you know, in the way that pop art commented on advertising by taking the language of advertising, but is now, has just, they've subsumed into one thing that we see that art has, all art has become pop art and become advertising in a sense that this movie wanted to comment on superhero movies and yet throughout it just became a pretty average superhero movie, but one with dirty words and more blood.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I think it's interesting that Cage thought that much about it. Yeah, that's what he does. Well, his <laughs>
1: character also was an artist himself, a comic artist. He was making comic books. He was a pop artist. For Mindy, for Hit Girl.
0: Oh, that was the reason, to, so she knows. I think
2: so, they... T- didn't totally explain. Except when Marcus was like, "Oh, you're making this a game for her, or right. something like that." I think that was, yeah. I don't know that they explained it that well, no. but
0: I don't know. Do you guys have any final thoughts?
1: i made you sit through the credits because Stephen Bach, who was a professor at Bennington and was the like vice, vice president. Um, of United Artists during Heaven's Gate and wrote a book about it and stuff. But he always said the movie's not over until the credits are over. So I made Dave sit through the credits. We didn't make it all the way through, but I was like, you don't want to listen to this lady-led, new metal Shania Twain. Yeah, that was very weird. Gaga.
0: Exactly what and that the was. the name
1: of this song was Make Me Want to Die by The Pretty Reckless, which made me wonder, like, what is the message there? Like, I to me, similar to the bad reputation they were just searching for like a female led rock song which you know like like all of this sort of feminist uh they're not over to undertones like seemed pretty afterthoughty yeah you know yeah. which is too bad because again like hit girl had this like awesome fight like it's like the best she's the best part of the movie she's the most memorable part and uh And it's it's too bad they didn't pay attention.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think there was just like too much business. There was too much. They were trying to do too much, and it was all it all ended up being pretty underthought.
1: Yeah, Yeah. But if you want to like just like watch a fun superhero
0: movie, yeah. If you want to see a child uh, act really well and do a bunch of fight choreography, that's pretty cool. Like it delivers there. Sure, (laughs) definitely.
2: Sure
1: does. Miles.
2: I don't know. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I would. I. I would recommend it. Similar to Gone in sixty seconds, if someone was like, "Do you want to watch Kick Ass?" Yeah, I, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, I, I'd like, say yes
0: again. It. It's. It, it. Succeeds enough at what it's doing. It's but just I wonder
2: like, if it's the kind of thing where we are now. Do we see it as less successful because because, because of what has come it, in it its was,
0: wake? Right, because it was so ahead of its yeah. time.
2: I I don't know because I
0: I think both Lex and I came away from it not really remembering much of it and mm-hmm. I think that says a lot. I think I remember it like doing what it did pretty well, but not getting to the level in the way that I think. There's a bunch of people who Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels was like huge for them, and they can think of a bunch of cool scenes from it and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. But I don't think there's a lot of people who feel that way about Layer Cake.
1: You know, and we're all in our 30s, so we were. I'm, you like, know, 47, so <laughs> for yourself. But, like, late 20s when this movie came out, my best friend's 27, and, like, she loves kick-ass. She was, like, so psyched that I was going to talk about oh, it. Oh, really? Like, she, like, really wanted to be hit girl. Like, you know, because she's, what, a number of years younger than we are. And so, like, I guess if I was, like, a young girl watching it, like, yeah. I definitely would have been paying more attention than I was in, like, my late 20s. Yeah.
0: You want to apologize to her on air? Is she going to listen to this. And-
1: so she knows. I, I don't have. I, I like it. I recommend.
0: I have this uh, recording of a cage quote. I don't remember what it is, but uh, I'm going to sure play it. it. It's from this interview.
1: This has been going on for thousands of years. It just, in the old days, it was Greek myths, you know, or Arthurian myths. And then now it's Batman and it's Superman and Iron Man man all the comics are what empower people people I know people who um, are paramedics who are in the ambulance with a Superman t-shirt on underneath their uniform I mean these people exist
2: <laughs> I don't doubt they exist and he knows I so.
0: do <laughs> his paramedic friends <laughs>
1: But he's always had a fondness for Superman. Oh yeah, so, and I feel like and he, in did some ways, he did ride alongs.
2: He did ride alongs with paramedics for uh, bringing out for, the dead too. This is true. So. This is true. So maybe it was one of those paramedics he was referring to. But yeah, I feel like this movie was a was kind of like a dream was a dream role for Cage.
0: He's a comic book freak. Yeah, this is we've discussed this,
1: which is why it's so weird. He made such a weird choice for the the voice and mannerisms no, no. of big daddy but like i don't know it was kind of delightful
0: i think i think the i would love to be inside of cage's brain seeing what he sees when he reads comic books because based on his performance in uh, this in ghost rider in like you know it's just i i want to i want to know how they play out in his head i think people have voices like like he's doing in
2: this all right. All right. What, what's next? What are we watching next? So, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice? Maybe not. There might be one in between. Did um, you do Port of
1: Call? We yeah. did. That was, that was the last one we did. Oh, we, I haven't posted it yet.
2: Um, that so.
1: movie was batshit. It was the awesome. The only thing I remember is like that it was crazy and the stuff that happens on the hood of the car.
0: That's a fucked up scene, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. It is? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, boy. Fuck boy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right.
0: I saw in the news that one of this is how poisoned my brain is by this, but like uh, one of the last wind talkers died.
2: Oh wow. Oh wait. Oh dude, the, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: The, yeah. the uh, Native Americans who yeah. uh, they, they, like helped develop that code that they we used in World War II that the Russians couldn't crack. I was like, I know about them. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Nicholas Cage protected them.
2: Speaking of wind talkers, did you catch the John Woo name drop in this movie? Yeah, I yeah. think
0: I think Matthew Vaughn was did that on purpose. clearly a, yeah. a John Woo fan. All right. Is
1: okay. that it? Do you have yeah. anything else you want to say, Lex? Mm-mm. Do
0: you want to plug anything?
1: If you live in New York City, come see uh, It's Getting Tired Mildred, my late night monthly soap opera for the stage. There's free party after and everything.
0: Hey. Yeah. See it. Mm-hmm. See it. Well, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks. Finally, oh, Be- liking and subscribe and comment. Yeah, yeah like and
0: subscribe, and I don't know, do uh, rate us on the thing. Help the algorithm along. The algorithm doesn't like us right now. No, but um, and tell your friends. It's a conspiracy, though. Really? Yeah. It's it's like that thing that's been going around Instagram of like. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep that in. Great. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um, all right. Uh I'm Dave. I'm Miles. This is Lex. I'm do you want to give us a Panther roar for the no. outro?
1: Uh
2: <laughs> 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 That's the best one. I <laughs> think that is the
0: best one.